0: G'day and welcome to the Aussie Pastor Live, right here on Faith FM.
1: G'day, my name is Lloyd Grollman, I'm the Aussie Pastor and welcome to our program today. It is a good, good Day, hunty, it sure is. Nineteen degrees, and it is a sparkler. The sun's out, but will the sun stay out? Is the big question. <laughs> In fact, there's there's a, there's there's a fair bit of um there's a fair bit of conjecture around that I might even have to go back out to the farm and move the tractor and everything again. Because oh no. Yeah, look, I don't know whether it's true or not, but man, alive, the rain just keeps coming and coming. Now, it's a beautiful day outside today in Sydney, Australia. I don't know what it's like yep. wherever you are in the world. For but- those hearing a replay, this is the 4th of October, Tuesday. <laughs> You're a bit worried <laughs> that someone might, someone might be listening to it and it's a I like horrendous. That, I know start. there's a
2: replay a few days' time. It could be pouring as rain. <laughs> now, we have had an interesting week, haven't we, Hunty? We've had an amazingly challenging and interesting and God blessed week. We had an outreach program
1: going on Faith, oh, not on Faith FM. We'd like to put it on. It'll probably go to Faith FM sooner or
2: later. Yeah, we should do that.
1: We had an outreach program going on our YouTube and Facebook pages, and the problem we got is when we put it on, we need to target it into certain areas. And to do that, you pay money, advertising dollar, not a lot, but you can get to a lot, a lot of people. But Facebook, God bless that company, hunty, <laughs> they kept banning us from being able to direct and distribute this program how we want. So we had to cancel it mid-flight. Mm. I've never done that in 32 years. Very embarrassing. If you've been listening to this program or watching it on Facebook, I apologise.
2: Mm, we do. We we deeply apologise, don't we, Hunty? We do, but there's a solution. What is it? <laughs> well, we started a new website the other day, aussiepastor.au, mm. and we, we regrouped. We talked to the Lord We prayed He gave us some wisdom And we have a link If you are interested in it It's aussiepastor.au You can click on the link And we will send you the program Actually it is this simple It is
1: uh, And we're doing this on Facebook And here's the big exciting news If you know Facebook We actually got our advertising for this link Through about 10 minutes ago And I never thought it would And I'm praising God to the heavens Yeah me too because I think out of five of the six programs we put up, we just couldn't get advertising. They're rejecting it and giving us no reason. These are not hardline programs. It's just about Jesus. So it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm. But now, so what we do is you go to this uh, webpage of ours.
2: Aussiepasta.au. Aussiepasta.au. Thank it's you, Yes, It's that simple, www.aussiepasta.au. I don't even think you have to put dub dub dub. It helps. Um, In fact, the, the website is so new, you do actually have to put www.aussiepastor.au. Okay. Google doesn't even know where we are yet.
1: Aussiepastor.au. .au. Just went straight to Shroof out. dub
2: dub dub. Ah, then Google knows where we are. Praise the Lord. The dub dub dub. know more. We're confusing everybody. <laughs> you know I tested it this morning and it needed it. Nah, just did it then. That's great. Yeah, straight,
1: unless my computer's better than yours.
2: Uh, you've been into it before, maybe your computer knows where to go.
1: I never thought of that.
2: Yeah. Anyway, listeners, it's very easy. It's aussiepastor.au. We've got one of those new .au websites. They only came out last Tuesday.
1: So if you go there, you'll see register. You just register there, and we'll send you the link on Friday night, and you can watch it. And it's a good program. Can we remind them again today?
2: Yes, yeah, we'll remind you later.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, things that have happened today, October 3 in history, in 1789. This is a big one. George Washington proclaims Thursday November 26 1789 a Thanksgiving day now you you've, you've lived in America Thanksgiving
2: would be the it's biggest big, it's a big deal
1: the biggest holiday in America where they stop and they thank God for all the blessings he's given their nation now love or loathe America <laughs> she has been a nation of ...who has been deeply and greatly blessed by God. Yes. She has not always done things right. She's been, uh, had to work through the curse of slavery and other things, but she has been a mighty nation. And interestingly, though, it really never came into law until 1863, on the same date, October 3, when the US President... Do you know who the US President was in 1863? No. Who's the most famous president of oh, all?
2: Oh, 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 yeah. uh
1: Abraham Lincoln Thank you I couldn't wait any longer (laughs) It's live radio So from 1863 onwards Right in the middle of the Civil War actually Funny thing isn't it In the middle of the Civil War Abraham Lincoln stops the nation And says we need to thank God
2: Yep Uh,
1: 1929 The Kingdom of the Serbs The Croats And the Slovenians Of the Slovenes Let me say that again The Kingdom of the Serbs This is 1929 The Kingdom of the Serbs The Croats
2: And the Slovenes Is Is that Yugoslavia?
1: Yeah very good That is very good, (laughs) auntie. That's when when it was renamed Yugoslavia by King Alexander I. Wow. Yeah, well, they've kind of separated again. It's again the kingdom of the Mm. the Serbs, the Croats, and the Slovenes. Um, I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing, but we've got a lot of um, Serbs, Croats in our church, and they're beautiful people. Yep. And if if you've got uh, bloodlines that go back there, God bless you. We're glad to have you on the program today. 1932. The Kingdom of Iraq gains independence from the UK. 1952, the United Kingdom successfully, I don't know whether I like this one, tested a nuclear weapon in the Montebello Islands, Western Australia, to become Mm. the world's third nuclear power. Why do they have to come and test their nuclear weapons on our ground? Mm. (laughs) 1960, I don't know this singer real well, but I'm reckoning you will. Gwen Stefani. She Was Born.
2: Right. Some good songs.
1: Okay. I,
2: I never heard a song. So I hope they are good, hunty. Yes. I hope you're not leading our listeners astray. Well, they're not all good, so don't, don't go rushing off and then blaming me for, for <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> content <laughs> not suitable for Christians. What about
1: this one, hunty? <laughs> yes. This is well and truly in our lifetime. October 3, 1990, the German Democratic Republic is abolished and it became what? Oh, uh, 1990. 1990. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when East Germany. And West Germany. So remember the Berlin fell, Wall fell? You remember Ronald Reagan? He Yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Take this. Mr. Gorbachev, wall. yes. Yeah, Mr. Gorbachev, you got it right. Take yeah. this wall down. Yes. Well, Mr. Gorbachev was a good man, and he took the wall down, and East Germany kind of fell over. And on this date in 1990, that country which had been fractured since World War II became one again, which is a good thing. And one more I reckon you should know too, Hunty. This is a guy that's had a huge influence on you. He died. Oh, on October 3, 2011. Not Keith. No. And he's had a big influence on you. Who's that? Think about it. 2011, October 3. So you're talking 11, 21, 22, 11 years ago. You don't know. Steve Jobs.
2: Oh, he, he has had a big influence, yes.
1: It's amazing that mm. he really has been gone so long. It just seems like yesterday. mm Look, am I going too far to say Apple went a bit backwards after Steve Jobs passed away, or is that not correct?
2: I know that's what you think, but I'm a big apple fan actually boy, i don't so. I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't think nothing i don't that want stuff. I don't want to believe let's not get the facts in the way here. I don't want to believe.
1: <laughs> I think Apple is probably the most intuitive designer of what mm, do you call yeah, them? Yeah. phones Software and, and hardware. computers. Mm. Yeah, software and hardware mm. in the world, but I think you pay a major premium for their product.
2: But the benefit you do get with Apple, and it's unique, because they make the hardware and they write the software. Okay. It's well, this almost is, virus-proof.
1: This is not a a advertisement. A No, it's not an advertisement <laughs> for Apple. I'm not I do use Apple products. I've got an iPhone seven plus mm-hmm. when and, you're they, sitting,
2: and you're sitting in front of an Apple computer.
1: Yeah, that's a fairly
2: new one actually. This show's broadcasting through one, two, three, four Apple computers.
1: Um Yes. When yes. was the iPhone seven brought out?
2: Oh, is that what you've got a seven? Yeah. Oh, that's a long time ago. What have you got, Hunty? Got a 13 Pro Max, and what are you about to get? A 14 Pro Max, <laughs> yeah. and you get my hand me <laughs> down.
1: I do get his old phones. The truth is, in the ministry, Aussie pastor, we're going to
2: buy this 14. Why are we going to buy you an iPhone 14? Well, the, the, the camera and the technology in the iPhone 14 is so good; it's actually better than a hundred thousand dollar broadcast camera less than ten years ago.
1: Yeah. So, well, could you say less than five years ago? Because this is 8K, Auntie. Mm. The camera in this new iPhone you're getting is 8K. Broadcast
2: cameras have been 4 and 8K for 10 years. Have they? Yeah.
1: It, it is amazing when we use this iPhone, we can pretty much go and shoot anywhere.
2: Well, we did. We've used the iPhone 13. We've shot marvelous footage yeah. of that already.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, we have. Mm. And so when I get your hand me down 13 mm. and we've got the 14, we've got good two, fo- two good phones. Two good, to good shoot. cameras.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, look,
1: wherever you are in Australia today. You know, since we've been over in um, Bunbury and Perth, I, I'm always remembering you guys over there in the West and then South Australia. What were those places? Ceduna mm-hmm. and. Nullarbor Plain and. Nullarbor Plain, Air we went, Peninsula.
2: We went, yeah, we went to, um, what was the mining town?
1: Uh, that was in New South Wales. Oh, yeah, true. You can't remember the name of it. I'll, it'll come. Very out. famous. <laughs> <laughs> not Mount Isa. I was thinking Cooper Peaty, but no. No, not Cooper Peaty. That was kind of off to the left as we were going That's along. Right. That's and we'll, right. We'll think about it we will. one day. We're just glad you wherever you are in Australia. We're glad you're with us. And I hope and pray that you get just a little glimpse through a window into Jesus today because we have a good time. We talk about a lot of things. But ultimately, it's Jesus above all else we want to talk
2: about. And this program is a bit different today, Hunty. It is. Before we pray, uh, we've got a, a couple of different things. What are we doing? Uh, yeah, look, we're actually going to cut to an excerpt from the sermon you preached on Saturday at the New Hope Church.
1: I enjoyed preaching that one. It was a
2: good. It was a very good message.
1: I don't know how good or bad it was, but I enjoyed it. There's a, there's a section in this about what God does with Moses. And 73 other Israelites, which will blow your mind. Indeed, blew mine. Yep.
2: And we've also got one of our favourite contributors to our program, and that's Harold Harker.
1: Yeah, he's got a good story about the Albigenesis. Oh, cool. I bet you I said that wrong, but he'll... he'll, That sounded pretty good to me. Correct me. Let me start for prayer. Dear Father in heaven, we come before you today and we pray for your Holy Spirit to be in this program. And above all else, even as we have a good time, Lord, that your name is lifted really so high that no one... Listening to this, can hear and see anybody but you. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus, Amen.
0: You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM.
1: This is one of my favorite groups again, Hunty City of Light, and they are singing Christ is mine forevermore. Now, remember, this is a singing group from a church just up the road from us, but they are... That
2: we went and heard live... At the... Town Hall on Saturday it called night. The prom... Uh, yeah, prom praise. praise. Prom,
1: prom praise. <laughs>
2: praise <laughs> prom, prom. Is it prom praise or praise prom? I'm thinking it's got to be
1: I'm thinking what you said
2: would be right. You said prom praise, or did you say praise prom? You know what, now I'm confused. Yeah, me too. That's done me. But this is a
1: beautiful (laughs) song. It's called Christ is Mine Forevermore. The words are beautiful. The music is beautiful. I just pray that as you listen to it, that you'll be blessed. claim Christ as mine forevermore too. Mm. Love following the man, the God, Jesus Christ. It is such a privilege. And it is so beautiful. And that song brings it out. And if you come to New Hope over the next couple of weeks, I'll tell you something. That's a new song, Hunty. Yes. We're going to be singing. So perhaps you better give the address of our
2: church if you want oh, to come I'd along. I'd love to. And sing that song with us. Yeah, and we'd love to see you. We are in Quakers Hill. We're at 4 Samuel Place just behind the Aldi in the Life Anglican Church on Saturdays at 10 o'clock. Beautiful song. Beautiful, beautiful song. Britain faces new COVID threat. We're into the news. Yeah, that's pretty horrific, isn't
1: it? I don't think so. Oh, is it fake news? No, it's real news. It's gone up 14% in the last week as winter starts to bite. Well, it's just starting over there, and they can expect it. I think it's going to become like the flu. And there was a bit of panic in one... News article I read about that, this, you know, COVID spiking 14%. Oh no, but then there was, then another couple of, um, news articles made it very clear that each, it seems now, don't hold me to this, but each virus that comes out seems to have less kick, less poke, cause less damage to us human beings. Mm. Mind you, there are those like you who take ultra protection. I don't think you could have done more, could you?
2: No, I like to wear a mask, gloves, if need be, hand sanitizer every, every place, every time, and I like to keep my distance. And how many uh, jabs have you had? All of them. How many is that, 20? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> four. And I still got, I still got COVID twice.
1: <laughs> it's four. I can tell you it's four. Okay. I, I still think the best way to recover from COVID or to protect yourself from COVID is to eat well. Yes. Uh, if you can, according to Dr. Ramirez, be vegan. I've been trying to be vegan, Hunty. Good on you. No, I'm no fanatic. Like yesterday I was out with you. We were working on the long weekend. Of course. And uh, <laughs> in the studio we came for, what, 20 minutes and ended up staying the whole day. The whole day, that's
2: right. For yep. a quick one-minute job.
1: So we had to go and have lunch, and I have got one of those gozlammies. Is that how you say mm, it? Like, I don't know, but they're great. It had some cheese in it. But that's the first time I've had cheese for a while. I'm trying to be... Genuinely vegan. I'm trying to get going and exercise again. Although I got hauled up this week and I had a sore back. Um, Mm. yeah. So, but I think if you really want to avoid COVID,
2: yep, eat well, drink water, exercise and sunshine.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you want to go get the injections, fine. But for me, I think the exercise, the water, as you said, um, the good food, the sunshine is more important. Um, if you want your child to grow up smart, keep them off their, Mm. Smartphone
2: off the surfaces. What do you think iPads, about that? It's so true. Why do you think that? I think kids' brains develop better. I've had four kids, and I think their brains develop better if they're physically out in the real world, touching, experiencing. I mean, your kids are pretty we, old, though, didn't they? Yeah, they my oldest is thirty. They wouldn't have been around all that
1: much through the computer age, would they?
2: My kids all had their own computer on the internet. Yep.
1: Fifteen years ago, yeah, I suppose.
2: I had a I had a program that I rigged up on all their computers that allowed me to see on my screen what they were all watching. Yes, I uh, could see all six computers in my house at once.
1: Mr. Invasive Dad, and they never knew either. No,
2: but it, w- it was a good thing once because someone tried to prey on one of my daughters. Okay. Mm, anyway, moving
1: on. Uh, I I I think um the best thing if I if I had my life again, I've often thought about this, and I had my kids. I think I'd try and keep them off smartphones and there's some people out there think I'm going to be a fanatic saying this, but I think I'd try and keep them off until they're at least 14 or 15. Steve
2: Jobs kept his kids off them. And he'd know. Yeah.
1: he at the core of it. Yeah. I, I think, you remember when we were kids, I don't know about you, but on a Sunday morning we'd take off on our bikes and mum wouldn't That's see us it. until it's dark. Until dark. And yeah. the thing that would bring us home would be, be, be food. Hungry. Yeah. So we'd be out exploring. We lived in a place called Redcliffe up there in... Um, Queensland, being a Queensland boy, you know, and we'd we'd be out exploring all day, come home splattered in mud, starving, hungry, but we would be having the greatest of times. I don't think our kids these days get the joy of life like that. Mm. Uh, And in fact, there's even some studies that show that when we let them on these smartphones and devices, that it can plunge them into pretty severe depression.
2: Well, that's if they're on social media. Yeah, well, they're all on social media. And also the type of video games they play will do that as well. Yeah. A lot of them are dark.
1: I'd like to get someone on to talk to us about video games again sometime. Yeah, that'd be good. Who's into it? Yep. Just don't know too many. And this last news article, cannabis should be a Class A drug. Now, this is an English uh, news item, but it's basically what the police are saying over there is cannabis is causing so much trouble in the culture that they like to see it bumped up to be on the same level to have cannabis, to smoke or however you take it, to have it on the same level as heroin and some of these other hard drugs. And when asked why, they said, well, because we just find that cannabis causes so much trouble in society mm. and they want to stomp on it. But there are two sides to cannabis, aren't there? Absolutely. There's, a, there's the bad side where kids and other people are just using it as a drug and there is pretty big medical evidence out there Look, some people will argue this, but there's pretty good evidence that it does damage your brain. Yep. Um, but there's, there's an increasing use for cannabis as a drug to help people through pain and other sicknesses. Yes,
2: that, they've managed to take the THCs, which is the, the the mind-altering, tripping... They've managed to take that out of cannabis oil and still maintain the pain-killing and the other effects. For example, um, people who've got severe rheumatoid arthritis can benefit from cannabis oil, it doesn't. It's not,
1: it's not necessarily going
2: to work for everyone. Not, no, knows it. It, they don't get to enjoy the trips or the the space cadet stuff you get from drugs, but they get to enjoy the pain relief. Yeah. Also, I think Aspergers or um, some kinds of forms of ADHD are treated really well and with cancer. cannabis oil. And cancer. I, I know a kid who, before he got onto this uh, medication, was out of control, bouncing off the walls. Mm. And since one or two drops a day, now is calm, can learn, can go to school. And so I think there is definitely some positives to be looked at for for the non-brain-bending CBD oil I don't know product. whether it's all non-brain-bending, to tell you the truth. I've got a mate out where I live who yeah. takes it. Is he a bit off with the fairies? Yeah, he reckons Has it's... Has it had the THCs removed? Well, it's legal. So he's got it from a pharmacy?
1: Yeah. Okay. Definitely from his doctor. I think okay. he smokes it though,
2: or vapes it. Can you vape it? Yeah, if you vape it, it goes straight into your lungs. Apparently, that's the most efficient way to get it into your bloodstream. Uh, I'm, we're certainly not recommending that. In fact,
1: I would no, of strongly. Not. Of not. I would strongly yeah. discourage anyone, uh, even taking cannabis medically, to vape. I mean, but the, it, it leaves your yeah. lungs in a yeah, mess. Yeah. That
2: the, the cannabis oil comes in droplet form, and you put it under your tongue. That's how it's recommended by the medication. Yeah, yeah. People who make it. Yeah.
1: Oh well interesting news items today, Hunty. I yes. think the way things are going though, um wars in Ukraine. Yeah oh well boy, that's not going good. It's I mean not. it's going good if you're Ukrainian, but the more they push Putin into a corner, the more you wonder what's gonna happen there. Yeah, I'm always concerned now about the threat. Did you know that today North Korea shot a intercontinental ballistic missile straight over the top of Japan? What? Yeah, just crazy stuff going on with a nuclear there. warhead, or just um, no, just a no, missile? it was just a test. But the Japanese never did that, and they were evacuating towns, and there were sirens going off. Yeah. I mean, that's not on. There's crazy stuff going out there, on out there, and I think it all tells us if you go and read Matthew 24 and Luke 21, if you look up, yep, soon you're going to see Jesus come. I
0: can't wait. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. Turn
1: your back from Gold City. I played this the other week on this radio show. I love this song. I don't know whether you're into this sort of music, Hunty. It doesn't matter. You don't choose the music. <laughs> I've been banned. <laughs> well you you got one go. I've said this before on this radio show. You got
2: one go and the higher powers came down. Came down on me. They said yeah. no. Yeah, no like... more choice for you. <laughs> this is Gold City. Uh they're they're good they're good
1: value, these guys, and this is a good song. It's talking about If you're going down the wrong road, turn around. Go back. You don't have to stay where you are. Turn your back. Gold City. I hope you enjoy it.
2: like you, Hunty, way better than me, mate. You're a bass, aren't you? I try, but yeah. he's that guy's got some low notes to reach. He sounds like a pipe organ.
1: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> he can get right down that fella. This is a sermon I preached on Sabbath. We actually had a visitor, uh, someone coming today, but it fell through. Didn't know what to do. I really like this sermon, but what I like about it is what God does to Moses, Aaron, his two sons, and seventy guys in the middle of it. Listen to it carefully. See if you can work out what I'm talking yep. about. I hope you enjoy it. This is me
2: last live. Saturday yep. live at New Hope Church. Yeah.
1: The Shaping of Our Minds. That's what I called this Bible study. I thought it was a pretty cool title, actually. Kind of one of these pastors that makes these titles up. And then when I preach, when I look back and I thought, that, that sermon you, you just preached, Lloyd, had nothing to do with that title. I don't know if you've noticed that about me. I have a bad habit of doing that. So I, I, I make a title up and I think that, that will describe what I'm about to preach about. But then when I go to preach it and I look back and I go, what was that title about? I don't think this is one of those Bible studies. Um, this is a real one. And if you've got your Bibles, and I hope you've got your Bibles, and young people who've got your phones, I don't care, but use them. So get on your phone, you young guys. not picking on you guys today. I'm just trying to keep you involved in this church get you going in this church that's why we're going to have a lot of young people in the next year or two preaching in this church hallelujah amen church want you guys to lead us in the battle okay this is a great bible text story here exodus chapter 19 verse 1 exactly two months after the israelites left egypt they arrived in the wilderness of Sinai. So they've been on the road. They were slaves in Egypt. God freed them through Moses. I love the story. You'll notice in my preaching, I often go to the story of the Exodus. And so they've been freed by God, led by Moses. They've gone across the sea, and now they're in the desert and they're at Mount Sinai. The Bible says exactly two months, 60 days. Now, the Israelites left Egypt, they arrived in the wilderness of Sinai. After breaking camp at Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and set up camp there at the base of Mount Sinai. Now, they had been slaves for 400 plus years and God had freed them and he took them on this journey. Now, if you look carefully there, you'll see the journey that they went on. And it was possibly a journey of, Oh, 100 days or more? Well, you know the story how they ended up in this wilderness for 40 years. They think, now, they say this, and I don't think they really know, but they think that the Mount Sinai that the Israelites went to was where that blue square is. Was it? I don't know. I don't think it really matters. But somewhere there in in that desert, there was a Mount Sinai that Moses and the children of Israel maybe upwards of one million of them ended up and so they're at the base of this mountain and this mountain Mount Sinai has a tremendous story around it and I think we're going to go somewhere today that you might not expect then Moses climbed the mountain to appear before God I could imagine how wonderful it must have been to be Moses I'm the pastor of this church the leader I guess of this church Moses was the pastor and the leader of Israel. I've never been invited by God to climb a mountain and spend some time with him face to face, but Moses was lucky guy. Wish I'd been him. He could talk to God face to face. I mean, no wonder he was such a powerful, powerful leader. Perhaps one of the most powerful leaders in the history of the church was Moses. So he climbs this mountain to spend time with God. Now, I'm going to be moving pretty quickly across this story today. So if you really wanted to read it in its entirety, you'd need to go back to Exodus chapter 19, start there, and keep reading all the way through until you get to Exodus chapter 32. Then the Lord said to Moses, "'I will come to you in a thick cloud, Moses.' So the people themselves can hear me when I speak with you. So what God's saying is here, I'm going to come in a thick cloud. I'm going to speak to you, but the children of Israel, all one million of them, are going to hear me speaking to you. Now, could you imagine if that happened here in this church with you and with me? If God was to come to me and say, climb that mountain. I don't know. We've got a mountain around here anyway. Which one? Which one? The blue mountains Well God might say That's just far enough for you to climb to Lloyd in your condition Um, Climb the blue mountains And bring new hope with you And I'm going to bring a cloud down over you And I'm going to talk to you But you know what New hope They can listen Do you reckon if that happened Our membership would grow pretty quick? Huh? I reckon it would You wouldn't happen to be listening to me You could actually listen to God What a privilege God was giving these people who was calling out of slavery. And then he said this. And I'm going to read it right through fast because I think it's interesting. The Lord told Moses. So here's God talking to Moses up on the mountain. Go down and prepare the people for my arrival. I'm coming for them, he said, in a good way. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming to talk to them. Consecrate them today and tomorrow. And have them wash their clothing. So get ready for me. I'm coming. Be sure they are ready on the third day, for on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai, as all the people watch mark off a boundary all around the mountain. Warn the people, be careful, do not go on the mountain or even touch its boundaries. Anyone who touches the mountain will certainly be put to death. No hand may touch the person or an animal that crosses the boundary. Instead, stone them or shoot them with arrows. They must be put to death. However, when the ram's horn sound, a long blast, then the people may go up on the mountain. So God comes down on the mountain. You know why He says don't touch it? Because He's holy. And the people are full of sin and darkness and evil. And when we come into the presence of a holy God, without someone in between, an intercessor, we need an intercessor. To this day, we need Jesus to stand before us so that we can go into the presence of God. And that's why you need an intercessor, because you're in the presence of God without an intercessor, boom, you're not going to exist. You're not going to survive. You won't make it, because God is holy and we are not. And so God's coming to meet the people of israel look at this this is awesome this is god at his best coming god getting down off his throne coming down to the mountain to talk to his people and that same god will talk to you today if you choose to listen On the morning of the third day, thunder roared. Imagine it, lightning flashed, wow. And a dense cloud came down on the mountain. There was a long, loud blast from a ram's horn and all the people trembled and I got a sense that that ram's horn was not blown by an Israelite but by an angel of the high God of heaven. Noise, thunder, lightning, God has come. How I wish Aussies... Could know this God today. How I wish. Moses, mighty, humble man of God, what a leader, what a pastor. Moses did what he was supposed to do, he led. The people from the camp to meet with God. And by the way, your pastors, whether you come to this church or another one, your pastors have a responsibility and accountability to lead you to God. That's what pastors do. And if they're not doing that, the pastor needs to stop and have a good hard look at his life and his ministry. Moses is a tremendous example of what a modern day pastor should be. Moses led them out from the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. And all of Mount Sinai was covered with smoke. Because the Lord had descended on it in the form of fire. Because He comes in the form of fire because if He would come in His real presence they wouldn't have been able to see Him and live. The smoke billowed into the sky like smoke from a brick kiln and the whole mountain shook violently. How could people say it is boring to be with God? This experience transcends anything available to anyone today when it comes to uh, the, the entertainment of the world. You can watch that rugby league grand final tomorrow night between Parramatta and Penrith. May Parramatta be successful. It's nothing on this. This is not entertainment. This is God. And he's come to talk to his people. And the blast of the ram's horn grew louder and louder. Moses spoke and God thundered. In reply, and all one million Hebrews are standing around. They've actually gone up from the base of the mountain. They're in the presence of the God, and their eyes are open, and they're just going, wow, no one in history has ever, as a people, as a nation, experienced what they did that day. I mean, this is wow. The Lord came down on the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. And so so Moses climbed the mountain. So what happens here is he speaks to Moses, the people here, and then God says, okay, now you come up Moses. And he climbs to the top of the mountain. Now this is something that people miss. Moses actually, in this story from Exodus 19 to Exodus 32, climbed up that mountain, Eight times, bet you didn't know that. Eight times he climbed back and forth up that mountain. This dude, how old is he? Yeah? This guy's in his 80s, God bless him. He's fitter than you and me, Gil. Eight times up and down that mountain. One of the times he does this, and this is what I learned, and I bet you don't know it. Look at this. One of the times he goes to the mountain with Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and the 70 elders. They all go up on the mountain with Moses. Look at this. Verse 10. Let's start verse 9. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel climbed up to the mountain. This is I can't believe it. There they saw the God of Israel. I can't believe it, but I do. There they saw the God of Israel. Under Under his feet, there seemed to be a surface of brilliant blue lapis lazuli. That's the color I put on the right, just so you know. As clear as the sky itself and though these nobles of Israel gazed upon God can you imagine it so I'm going to take the elders up onto the mountain to see God how would you like that where is he David Fernandez he's somewhere here how would you like that if we go up as a partial team and elders to see God but more than that and though these nobles verse 11 of Israel gazed upon God he did not destroy them in fact they ate come on Come on, fellowship lunch with God. They ate a covenant meal, eating and drinking in the presence. Who do you think prepared the meal? Pretty sure Moses didn't take a picnic basket up there. God invites these guys up onto the mountain He brings his throne down. How do we know? Because in other places in the Bible, we see this blue lapis lazuli throne room of God. Sets the table up, sits down with them, and they eat a covenant meal together. Don't you think that's awesome? How many of you knew that was in the Bible? (sighs) I didn't. And I've read Exodus a million times. I don't know how I missed it. Wow. Now watch this. Moses meets with God eight times from Exodus 19 32. Once he took Israel with him to the base of the mountain, the other time he took Aaron, his sons, and seventy others to have meal with God. We just looked at that. Then in Exodus 32, this come on. You've got to be joking. Let me read what happened less than forty days after all these events with the children of Israel. I'm going, to read it, I'm going to read it straight and quickly. And I want you to be sobered by what happens to Israel a very short time after they saw God. There were no atheists, there were no agnostics in the kingdom of Israel. The entire nation had heard and seen God in one form or another. Less than 40 days. When the people saw how long it was taking, remember Moses goes up the mountain. This is the seventh time he goes up. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods and, who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. You see what's going on here. And all the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them down. This is just not a story. This is one of the, the deepest, most brutal, hurtful betrayals of God in all of Scripture. He's just been with these people. He's had their leaders up for dinner. He's speaking face to face with Moses, their senior pastor, right now. And they're doing this. Because he was away a few days. They're doing this. But Aaron took the gold, melted it down. Shame on Aaron. Talking about Moses being the senior pastor of Israel. In reality, Aaron was, not Moses. Moses was the leader. This is their pastor doing this. Don't think you can get through the end of time and rely on your pastor to get you through because there are plenty of pastors out there right now who are betraying the cause just as Aaron was here. Don't rely on your pastor. That's why you've got to be into the Bible and have a relationship with Jesus rooted in prayer yourself. You need to know what you believe, why you believe it, and what you're going to do about it outside your pastor. If your pastor falls over and has a heart attack, the church, you, goes on because the leader Jesus is still with us. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. God forbid Going back to the pagan gods of, Israel, of Egypt. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, Oh Israel, God must have wept. These are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw shameful. Shame on him. And shame on every pastor who leads people that God has given him away from the truth. Shame on them. Aaron saw how excited the people were. So he built an altar in front of that calf and then he announced tomorrow will be, come on, a festival to the Lord using pagan worship with a pagan God to worship the true God of heaven who they had seen, come on. This is terrible. These people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings and after this they celebrated with feasting and drinking and they indulged in pagan revelry. That's immorality. This is just a great big orgy. Worshipping demons. And they had just been in the presence of God. How did people who had heard the voice of God Seen his power on the mountain, watched Moses go and visit God multiple times and knew about the 70 elders' meal of God. How, if in a short period of just over one month, did they end up worshipping a golden calf? And I think today we need to ask ourselves that question. Because I think it's relevant to us. Look at this. Let me bring this home now and bring the relevance of this story to us. Israel came out of Egypt, a bondage, of captivity. We are coming out of Egypt. Yes, we are. We are coming out of Egypt. The world is Egypt. And we are on our way to the promised land just as surely as was Israel. What you let into your mind is what you will become. Look at this. Even when you are surrounded by God's power and supernatural workings, you can go to Sabbath School. Praise God! If you do, you can go. To, this is not a bad attending church when it comes to Sabbath School. You can go to Sabbath School. Praise God! You can go to church. Praise God! You can pay your tithes and your offerings. Praise God! You can go to the youth programs. You can go to the teen program. They're off this afternoon somewhere. Praise the Lord. You can dress up in new clothes. Can you tell i got new clothes on today? This is a brand new suit coat. Do you like that? Yes. Thank you, Liska. Thank you, Hunty. <laughs> you can dress up in new clothes. You can look the part. You can have these experiences, genuine, bona fide, real experiences with God. But if you're letting stuff into your mind, it's what you will become, even though God is around. You don't think that's relevant for us today? Look at this. This is Egypt. That's the Nile River. That's a modern picture, actually, but I imagine what it would have looked like back then. This is Egypt. This is their land. Pagan gods, awful pagan gods, rampant sexual sexual immorality of every kind, corruption, family breakdown and divorce. Divorce was no big deal in Egypt. We know that because we've got history we can go back there we can look at how they lived what they did so we know that they they had these pagan gods divorce is no big deal there's corruption everywhere rampant sexual immorality And and notice that what i said there of every kind homosexual lesbian heterosexual pedophilia it was all there just as it is in our community it was all there in egypt Violence and cruelty, very violent culture, very breathtakingly cruel and godless. And so that's what Israel came out of. That's what they'd been living in for 400 years. Years and they had an experience with God. A powerful, the most powerful experience any nation has had up until then. And I believe except for the cross, ever since no nation has experienced what Israel did underneath that mountain. Except as I said, when Jesus came to Israel for three, four years of his ministry. That that transcends even this. Because you had God walking around on earth in Jesus. Powerful, powerful. So that's what that was their culture. And when Moses was gone and they'd come down off the mountain, they defaulted back to that. And I think, possibly, we might be doing the same thing. I think we might be doing this. Israel lived in Egypt then Egypt had become their default position. In 40 days, they went from dining with God to dancing around a golden calf. Very sobering. Modern Egypt, our culture, I'll say this straight out, is toxic to Christianity. And it's becoming more toxic every day to Christianity. There's a reason why last night we couldn't get the message out of Jesus, a simple, easy to understand, not a very challenging message. There's a reason we couldn't get it out on Facebook because our culture is toxic to the light that Jesus brings into the world. The darkness cannot stand the light. And we are living in a toxic culture. I mean, you look at the movies On Netflix and Hula and everything that's coming out of Hollywood. That we go and watch on the big screen with the surround sound. You look at the music that's being smashed into our minds and into our hearts. You look at the corruption in politics. You look at the social media influences that our young people especially are looking to for a way through life. We have a toxic, toxic culture. Much of our culture is saturated in filth, in evil, in wickedness and lawlessness. We very much today are living in Sodom and Gomorrah. This guy, Marcius Marcus Aurelius, was a Roman emperor, philosopher too, and he said this, and I think when I was preparing this message, I was thinking of what he said. Your mind will take the shape of what you frequently hold in thought, for the human spirit is coloured by such impressions. That's wisdom, isn't it? Don't you think? So if in your mind... You are feeding on the movies and the music and the corruption and the politics and the, the social media of this world. If you're allowing that to be who you are, then that will become, because it's what you're dwelling on, your default position. In some sense, the world is shaping, or dare I say, misshaping our minds and we don't even know it. We don't even know it, most of us. And by the way, I'm talking to myself here, as much as any of you. I'm in this world, I'm living in it, I'm impacted by all of this. That's why so many people find church boring. Well, they open the Bible and they're trying to read it, and they can't last more than two minutes. We've got to do, Hunty and me. We've got to do, and we're doing social media stuff, really short stuff, because people have got no concentration span for the things of God. And that's why, if you're struggling to read your Bible, you better start looking at what you're putting into your mind. That's why we struggle to pray more than thirty seconds, some of us. And it's why prayer meetings and Bible study groups are so badly attended. Not just our church; I mean the church in whole as a whole because these things, these spiritual things we don't find attractive because we're not eating, we're not participating, we're not living in that world. We have gone outside into the world and we have planted our roots deep and we know the latest movies. We know the latest music. We know what social media influencer is working and what isn't? I mean, isn't social media cruel to those social media influencers, by the way? They put them up and then they tear them down and then half of them end up suiciding. It's a disaster. I mean, if you're a parent and you've got a kid and you let your kid have that phone before they're 14 years of age, I really think you need to step back and have a hard look at what you're doing. It's toxic out there. Social media is the reason, almost the sole reason, so many of our kids are so mentally challenged because they're living in this toxic soup and it destroys people's minds. It destroys their love of life and their joy of life. And all of a sudden, we've got our kids running around who are worried about whether they're dressed in the right stuff or what they look like. Man, fat boys like me would struggle if I'd lived back then. And it's cruel and it's hostile out there. As Amos 3, three says, and I think it's talking to us, can two walk together, God and me, unless we are agreed? And it's very difficult to walk with God when you're immersing yourself in the things of the world. You won't hear Him, you won't see Him. The Holy Spirit will be slight in your heart. And your default position will become that of the world, even though you might be surrounded in a good church with good parents and good people who love the lord you're missing it because you've saturated yourself in the world as the bible says here in matthew 12 verse 26 every kingdom divided against itself cannot last and every city or house divided against itself cannot stand proverbs 423 be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts this is the bible Talking to us Be careful how you think Be careful what you put into your head Almost every movie we watch Almost all the music we're listening to Is damaging us And damaging our ability to hear the voice of God In these last days I think one of the reasons the church doesn't have in the west The power that it should have Is because we're living in the world I'm talking to myself, Lloyd Groleman, Liska. I'm talking to myself. This is where I'm convicted in my own Bible study about myself. Lloyd, your roots are down too te- deep in the world. For as a man thinks within himself, Proverbs 23 verse 7, wisest men in the world wrote this other than Jesus, Solomon, so is he. So if you're dwelling yourself, if you're dwelling on immorality, if you're dwelling on violence, if you're dwelling on the filth and the wickedness and the evil of this world, that's what you will become. I am, um, in closing, I, uh, in 19, I was trying to remember when it was, and I reckon it was in 1990, I did prac teaching at Tweed Valley Adventist College, which back then was more than my Seventh-day Adventist School. And I was living in Brisbane and this school was in Bar, And I think I was only doing three or five days. So it wasn't a lot. And so I decided I'd drive down and back every day to this pract teaching. Oh, man, it's hard to practise. teach. Those kids, they didn't want to listen to me. I was boring. I knew it too. Quite off-putting, you know, when you're teaching, when you're preaching, when you're preaching and you look down and people are going to sleep, that's when you cry, oh, Lord, help. And I was crying, oh, Lord, help, right through these lessons. But I was driving down every day in my Mazda RX3, which was a nice little car, quick car, um, good young fellow's car. I could tell you some stories about that. I won't. But my dad had this. This is not the car, but it was very similar. A Ford XC 351 V8. It was a beautiful car. Not only did my dad have it, my dad likes fast cars, and so he'd soup this engine up. Whoo! Hold on to your horses. And I asked him, I think I was down there three, maybe five days. Every day I'd ask, can I drive the XC? Can I drive the XC? And finally he said, yeah, you can drive the XC. So I got in the car, but it was empty. Well, not too happy about that. So I had to go and fill up. So I filled it up with fuel. I think back then it probably cost me about $12. Now get in this V8. I mean, this is a 351. This is a state-of-the-art. This car was it came out in '78, I think. So it was '78, '88. About 12 years old, but doesn't matter. There wasn't a quicker car on the road, and I was very happy to be in this car going down to Moonee I Had it for the day. So I filled up, but when I filled it up, I filled it up with dirty fuel, and I didn't realise it. And so I'm in this 351 that goes like the clappers. And I got behind a truck. And I'm on a narrow two-way road going to the Wombart. It's now a a, a four-lane road. And in this car, V8, I'm confident of the thing because I know how quick it is. I could see that I could pass this truck on the straight. And I had plenty of room. So I dropped it back to third. And I took off. And it was missing. And so I dropped it back to second. and And the problem was there was another truck coming the other way. And I'd gone past the point. You know how you go past the point of no return? I'd gone past the point of no return. I was committed. And I'm trying to pass in this dinky old Ford V8. That's how I'm thinking of it now. It's missing like this. You know, I just scraped in. I almost lost my life that day because my car was filled with dirty fuel. Not a lot of dirty fuel around today, thank goodness. But back then, you often would get... A tank full of dirty fuel. I couldn't get past. I almost lost my life. I want to put it to you today. I know what I'm saying is challenging. I don't mind that because I think Jesus is coming and I want to see you in the kingdom. You know what I believe about how you get to heaven, that you're saved by grace and faith in Jesus alone. You know that. I've preached it over and over and over here. But make no mistake, when we fill our minds with dirty fuel, the things of this world, the influences, the music, the movies, our culture in general, which is toxic to Jesus. When we do that, I'm telling you, we are killing ourselves. We're running on dirty fuel. And we're struggling with Jesus and we're struggling with church and we're struggling with our Christian experience. We're living in Egypt when we should already be in Canaan. So I want to leave you with this. Ephesians 4.23, because I think this is a, this is a secret. Start here. If you're running on dirty fuel today, don't be offended about what I'm saying. Don't go home and say that rotten pastor of ours, I'm never going back to New Hope. Hear this how it's being given. I love you. And I want to see you in the kingdom. And I take offense at what Satan is doing to me and to you in this world and how he's blinding us to the joys and the and the wonder of walking with Jesus. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. You know what it means to be born again and you know how to be born again. You get down on your knees in the morning and in the evening and start asking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is a good place to start when you're immersed in the filth and the rot of our world. Get on your knees, repent, Lord I've been in the world, I'm sorry. I try to get out of it. It's got a deep hold on me. But I'm praying this morning for the baptism, dear Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. My heart is open. It's not right. I've repented, but it's not right, Lord. Send the Holy Spirit and then give me the wisdom, Lord, as I hear the Holy Spirit to obey Him. Start there. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And then this one. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world. But let God, through the Holy Spirit, this is what I'm talking about, transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And He will do it. If you ask the Holy Spirit into your heart, He will change you. He will transform you. If you listen to His voice, He will come. It's a guarantee. I don't have to stand here and say, oh, if He comes, you ask Him, He will come. It's a cast iron guarantee. And when He comes, listen to His voice. Follow what he's saying. Be obedient. And he will, You just, if you just were to listen to his voice and obey what he says, even when you don't want to. Oh, it's hard when you don't want to. That's all right. I'm I'm, I'm doing it all the time. Lord, I will obey you even though I don't want to. Every sinew, every nerve in my body wants to go the other way, but I hear the Holy Spirit and I will obey it. Does it feel good? No. Does it hurt? Yes. Do I feel like I'm in the middle of a war? Absolutely. Do I get tired and exhausted? Totally. I'm obeying the Holy Spirit as He convicts me as He talks to me by the way He talks to me in the Bible and the Holy Spirit will do this He'll talk to you in your head almost instantly you know what it's like to have the convicting voice of the Holy Spirit talking to you don't copy the behaviour of the customs of the world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think can we have our musicians up then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect how beautiful is that Huh? Amen? Every kingdom, divided against itself, cannot last. And every city or house divided against itself cannot stand. Invite the Holy Spirit. Open your Bible. Start to spend time with the Lord every morning and every night in your Bible. Invite the Holy Spirit. Make prayer a part of your life. And start as the Holy Spirit convicts you. Given up those things of the world which are hurting you so much. That are causing you to default to the world. And miss out on what Jesus is offering you. And what he wants to do in you. Replace the time you spend in the world with more time with Jesus amen spend more time with Jesus it's beautiful and he will take you up onto the mountain and he will sit you down and he will eat with you and that will be the most incredible experience of your life let's stand up and sing
0: yes you're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. I guess we're not standing up to sing, hunting. <laughs> I just didn't
2: quite get that out in <laughs> that, time. That's pretty brutal. You caught me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Telling the world about his love, kingdom, heirs. That's what I've just been doing, and this is a beautiful song. Zing Some pretty awesome basses singing today. Yeah, that was low. <laughs> yeah, really low. Um, these guys go down with their voice. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. Hey, Hunty, um, I was I was seeing. I'm, I'm no Netflix watcher, but there's this new series on Netflix called, is it Greening? Kissing, Kissing the Ground. Kissing the Ground. You know, they reckon that we've only got 60 harvests mm. for food, harvests, mm. left on the planet. Yeah, Before annihilation
2: and starvation. Yeah,
1: some scientists are saying it. Only 30. Yeah. And then you've got Ukraine going off with Russia and the threat of nuclear war. Yep. You go to the Horn of Africa, you're looking at mass, mass starvation. Starvation and famine and rumours of wars. I mean, we've already talked about how North Korea, the madness of it, shooting a ballistic missile over mm. the top of Japan. This is crazy mm. stuff. In Florida? It's like, yeah, Ian? Hu- Hurricane Ian. Man, that was something. Mm. Everywhere you look. There's troubles in the world, and this series that starts on Friday night deals with that. Yep. How you can have assurance and hope and how you can hear the voice of God, believe it or not. Mm. Talk to God like you and me are talking here to get you through what's ahead ahead of us because, you know, the, the Bible says Jesus and Daniel say we're headed into a time of trouble at the end of the world, which I think we're headed to, like the world has never seen, and you need to hear the voice of God. And if you want to go and watch this series that we've just shot. It's called Surviving, Surviving the
2: Chaos. Chaos. What do you do, Hunty? Well, it's really easy. Remember this, listeners, aussiepasta.au. If you can get that into your browser, your computer, your tablet or your phone, right there on the front page is the link. You just register there and we will send you the program, Surviving and, Chaos.
1: And when you register...
2: um. We'll give you the link. What Friday about? Yes, about seven. The release is oh, even Friday, The release is supposed to be eight o'clock Friday night, but we might send it a whisker earlier if we can. Yeah, and you can
1: sit and watch it, and you can send me questions and all sorts of things. That's right. So I,
2: I, I'm really inviting
1: you. Join us this Friday night. This is the, this is the program Facebook wouldn't let
2: me. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't don't want you to see.
1: No, they would not under any circumstances. It mm. seemed let me um, boost it. No. Um, they put a wall up And once they put a wall up It's pretty hard to go through Hey I want to show you something Really quick hunty Cool John 1 yes. 1 to 3 I want
2: you to read that Just straight for me Just John oh. chapter 1 1 to 3 I just want to show you something Real fast in the Bible Okay Alright okay? yep. right. In the beginning The word already existed The word was God And the word was God No, Sorry, no. The word was with God <laughs> Oh dear Okay I'm reading that again In the beginning The word already existed The word was with God And the word was God he existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him.
1: I reckon if you were off the street, just listening to you there, Huntie, never read the Bible, you wouldn't have a clue about the No, what it's,
2: to That's it. a bit complex. I'll show you how. Well, we need to explain the words first. The word no, means no, the Bible. no, 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 no! No, doesn't. Doesn't. No, it does not. <laughs>
1: would you like to repeat that? Oh, I would. To... I would like to repeat that. What but I... you... Oh, but, but he's going but in. Not here. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> read verse fourteen and let's see what the Bible says because the
2: Bible unpacks for us very clearly so we can understand it. So read verse fourteen. Okay. So the word became human. Who's the word? Hmm. Well, I always thought the word was the Bible, but now I'm thinking it's Jesus. The word became what? Human, and made his home amongst us. He was full of unfailing love Who's and that? faithfulness. I reckon Jesus again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus is the word. Sometimes we use a concept, the idea, the language, oh,
1: we call the Bible the word. But the Bible is about who? Jesus. Jesus. So the Bible's about Jesus. That's why it's called the word. But the word, this, this is, the word means Jesus.
2: Now, This is how easy this is. Go back to verse 1 and replace the word word with with Jesus. Jesus. See how you go. In the beginning, Jesus already existed. Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. And then replace he with Jesus. Jesus existed in the beginning with God. God created everything with Jesus and nothing was created except with Jesus. Or through Jesus, through Jesus, yeah. Not with through. Through actually, that's pretty yeah. important. Yes. <laughs> that <word thing.
1: laughs> In the beginning it was Jesus. The word was, or Jesus was who God, and Jesus was with who God. Jesus is God. Yep. There's a Bible study. So simple. So you go to a little segment like <laughs> <So> that. Simple. <laughs> and it, well, you think it's
2: hard to read. You break, break my brain. Not really. You're doing all right. I get it now. Yeah, Mm.
1: you look at that and you don't make any sense of it, verse 1 to 3. But once you find out the word is Jesus and you go back and look at verse 1 to three, oh, the word is Jesus, Mm. it's easy. Mm, True. In the beginning, Jesus already existed. Jesus was with God. Jesus was God. Jesus existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Jesus. And nothing was created except through Jesus. How's that, hunty? Mm. Very good. So I just thought I'd unpack that for you. For a little bit, and just share that Bible's like an onion. You'll understand it, but the deeper you get, the more you read it, the deeper you get into it, the more wonderful it is. True. This song, I love it, brand new from Primitive Quartet. Empty me, Lord. Listen to the words; they are so so powerful about what happens when the Holy Spirit comes into you and you give your heart to Jesus. song what's that would you empty me of every selfish sin beautiful that would hinder my sweet sweet walk with thee yeah please that is just a beautiful song Mm. I've never heard it until I found it the other I go looking for songs on the internet good for this radio program Mm. I like that empty me lord from the primitive quartet if you google them if you youtube them you'll hear it it is just a beautiful song harold are you there yes I'm here Lloyd. Did you Have you ever heard that song before?
3: No, never.
1: Not bad, is it?
3: Sounds great.
1: Yeah, beautiful words. Good to have you on the program again today. Are you going okay?
3: Yes, going well, and it's good to be back with you.
1: We're, we're always pretty tight for time on this program. I've been telling them to give us three hours, hunty. Mm. Uh, we can <laughs> relax more. We're going to talk about the Albanese. Have I have I said that word right?
3: Albert El- Albigenses.
1: Ah, how do you say it? Albigenses.
3: Albigenses.
1: Would it be fair to say they are early, early, early Protestants?
3: Uh, yes. Well, put it this way: I wouldn't say they took all the Protestant beliefs, but they were certainly opposed to the Catholic Church, and they existed for about a thousand to twelve fifty, so two hundred and fifty years. They were mainly in the southern. Part of France.
1: Okay, so they are French. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what the Albigenses did. I say that right?
3: Albigenses.
1: Let's have, try that again. What did the Albigenses, Albigenses? Yeah. What did the Albigenses believe?
3: Well, before I go that, let me tell you, the Albigenses were also called Cathars, okay. and the Cathars came from the word Cathari, which meant the pure one. They lived great lives. They were pure. And this was in opposition or contradiction to what was going in the the Catholic Church at the time when there was a lot of problems and uh, immorality going on. And these ones said, no, we're standing for what's pure. And the Albigenses they opposed the Catholic Church, but they also uh, came in... Uh, What they believed, the main thing was dualism, the existence of good and evil. They thought the flesh was evil, and so they tried to shun that. They thought Satan had caused that, and they thought if you had a, a simple life, which included prayer and fasting and work, then you were great. They were great and peaceful citizens of the country.
1: Were they Bible students or they didn't have the Bible?
3: Well, they didn't have a lot of the Bibles there, but they had leaders who would, must have had some scripture. But they really were against the spiritual insolvency of the Catholic hierarchy. They regarded the Catholic Church as the Church of Satan. And they were good preachers. And they took part in debates. So the Bible was part of it. But they emphasized the prayer, the fasting, live peaceful and don't become one of the Catholic Church. That was seen as a part of Satan. But okay. a few other things. They believed in reincarnation, which isn't scriptural. Yep. They saw marriage wasn't on. That was part of the flesh. So they enjoined celibacy particularly for their leaders. Well, how did they survive
4: that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, and they were vegetarians. They didn't want to eat any food that came from a procreactive act where it's, you know, and yeah. so on.
1: So so how did and they survive if they didn't believe in marriage?
3: Well, they must have kept getting converts who <laughs> saw their pure lives and good citizenship.
1: I'm thinking the vegetarian thing. That might not have gone too well with you, hunty. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. Might have had, I can think of a number of reasons why you'd struggle with the Albigensis. I like vegetarian
2: food. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well. Especially with a bit of chicken.
1: So it's not that they're perfect, but that they're living pretty good lives, and the Bible is having some influence on them. What happens in 1179 at the Third Lateran Council? Well, now, let me now, go now, back. Perhaps you should tell them what the Lateran Council is too.
3: Yeah, I will. Yep. Uh, a couple of years before that, 1176, there was a council held at Lombard near Elby, which was a town in south-central France, and they were to examine heretics. This is the and Church of Rome. This is the Church LB, this, this is the
1: Church of Rome having this council.
3: Yes. Yep. Yes. And they have this council and from this council near Elby that's why they are called Elby Gensis.
4: Oh. And
3: and then in three years later the third Lateran council, they were that's the high council of the Catholic Church. They encouraged all the princes of France, wherever they were, to make the Albigenses into slaves, oh. and so they said, "You know, let's get rid of them. This this one way it may, it may work."
1: Why? Why? Why did they? If they're such good citizens, why would you want to knock them off? Why persecute them? Why?
3: Because they were calling the Catholic Church the Church of Satan, oh. and they were pointing out to how the bishops lived in luxury, yeah. and Jesus lived. Poorly, and so they lived poorly, and they said, We're following Jesus.
0: Okay. They're
1: not. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Why did the Pope organize a crusade against the Albigenses? Was it just this that they didn't like them calling the church corrupt and in darkness? Yes. Was it basically just that, or was there more to it?
3: Even though the papal league were preaching against them, it wasn't to any avail. The people all around them thought, these are good people. Okay. And so the, the uh, Catholic Church had to do something more. And so uh, they had just had a crusade to the Holy Land. Yep. And as the Crusaders came back, they said, okay, go for the Albigenses. And if you go for them... You'll get the same reward that you would have got when going to the Holy Land. And let me tell you, that was forgiveness of all sin that you've ever done. You are cleared of everything. Your account was clear with God if you went to fight the Albigenses,
1: Is that past, present and future clearing? Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, was it successful?
3: Uh, yes and no. It took them quite a while. And in fact, it took them up to about the middle of the 13th century, 1240-something, to get rid of them all. Because as well as the crusade, then they hurled onto them, sold the Inquisition. Ooh. And that sort of got rid of the, most of the last ones. They escaped to – some of them went to Italy or other places – but the Inquisition just followed them wherever they went, usually.
1: We, we know about the Waldenses, who started a little bit before the time of the Albigenses. Albert, Albert um, yep. Did these two groups ever have anything to do with each
3: other? Uh, they would have been part of the opposition to the Catholic Church of the Middle Ages.
1: No one ever escaped from France to northern Italy to the Walt Nancy Valleys? We well, they know.
3: would have gone across to Italy. They they would have met as they went over the Alps. They would have had ex- exchanged their stories, and, yeah, they're all in opposition at the moment. But, uh, you know, how they tried to get... When these Crusaders came back, yep. the... They went to a couple of towns in southern France, right in the southern part. One was Bagier and the other Carcassonne. Now, let me tell you this story. Bagier, they were besieged in 1209. Mm-hmm. And when they, there was treachery that led all these crusaders in and they slaughtered 20,000 yeah, people there.
1: That's not good.
3: Now, how, let me tell you Were, they, were they
1: all Albigenses?
3: No. No, they were the people of Bezier itself too. And they brought all these good people in. They were good living people. Yep, yep. And outside the League 8 said, this is, they said, how will we know which ones are Albigenses?" They said, kill them all. Wow. God will recognize his own. In other words, he says, God will recognize the Catholics. He won't recognize the others.
1: And they took and 20,000 out. Men, women, and That's children.
3: It. That's it. Even even in the church, the blood flowed out from the church. Wow. And not a house was left standing. They really went after them.
1: Did the Albigensis survive this persecution?
3: Uh, not really. You don't see much of them after about the 1240s.
1: So they really were wiped out?
3: They were just about... If they weren't wiped out in those... Uh, by the Crusaders yep. They were wiped out the last more Mopped up by the Inquisition
1: Did Do you think when you look at the Albigenses And their history Do you think they paved the way for the Protestant Reformation Or is that going a bit too far?
3: I think they were one of the precursors of it Yes They were there showing That the church wasn't living up to biblical standards Okay. And they said, this is how you should live, not like they lived. And that sort of paved the way which kept coming because you find all those uh, reformers, the early reformers, were showing that they shouldn't live like the leaders of the Catholic Church were living.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So would it be fair to say most of the Albigensis died unnatural deaths? Yes. That would so they, be they, right. They really were probably, when you look back at the Dark Ages, you can call it the Middle Ages, but I, I think it's more the Dark Ages um, yes. because of the way people treated each other. Um, sure. It would be fair looking back to say that these were one. Of, this was one of the most persecuted groups of all.
3: That would be right. I mean, they hounded everyone and the Inquisition didn't let too many escape right across Europe. Yeah. But this group, because they were seen as the the biggest uh, heretical group by the Middle-Aged Church, yep. they really went after them.
1: Okay. Is there anything we can learn from these people looking back in history?
3: Well, I think we you don't have to go and categorise others as the Church of Satan, no. but I think if you live a good, pure life, which includes work, and uh, you've followed those practices and you live well, I think, that brings its own happiness and joy as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. Do, do, is there any evidence that they knew much about Christ, about the cross, about those sort of doctrines, or we just don't know? Yes,
3: they would have known about Jesus and what he's done. So they were probably disciples. not as much as we know.
1: No, but they were disciples of Christ. Sure. Well, they never had access to the Bible like we do.
3: Not as much as we do. There weren't too many Bibles there, but they were preachers, so they must have been preaching from Scripture.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: And, uh, yeah, but they were they were people who lived to the best of their knowledge at yeah. that time.
1: Well, that's a, I reckon that's a sad story, that one.
3: It's a very sad story, and I believe these people were really martyrs for the sake of Jesus Christ
1: Yeah they were Well look thank you again for joining us today Harold Harker That's a that, It's a sad story but an eye opening one And I look forward to talking to you again shortly
3: We will do that Thanks yeah. mate Thank you
0: Good, God All bless. the best See, See ya Bye. Bye You're listening to the Aussie Pastor Here on Faith FM
1: this next song, Hunty, um, You Raised it. Me Up love by it. Westlife. You know this song was written specifically talking about the influence and the power of Jesus to bring good to people's lives. Did you know that, Hunty? Didn't, I actually checked it to make sure. It's such a beautiful song. It's sung... Probably by more groups than just about any other contemporary modern song in history. Wow. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. And these guys, Westlife, they really sing it beautifully. And Mm -hmm. I I hope you enjoy it. You raise me up.
4: I am down and oh my soul so weary.
5: When troubles come Let my heart burden be And I am still And wait here in the silence Until you come And sit a while with me You raise me you sure.
2: I love it Well you know what It's time for our, one of my favourite segments Ask the Aussie Pastor But before we get into that i got a little shout out here to Rachel She just sent this in to us Thank you both for your ministry After a 30 year hiatus You guys helped me to get back to church in Jesus is year. So happy Well what do you say about that Pastor Lloyd
1: Makes me feel a bit emotional Yeah me too That's what this is all about um, There are programs on this radio station, Faith FM, that'll go deeper than we do. Oh yeah, the Bible and the Scripture. Yep, um, and a lot of time we are across, you know, at that first, if if the Bible and truth is an onion, we're at that first level trying to reach Aussies. So when someone finds Jesus like that, I think it's fantastic. Mm. By the way, when I say trying to reach Aussies, what's an Aussie? That does. Well, if you live here, you're an Aussie. That's it. <laughs> if you're breathing and you're walking around on this com- on the
2: land, you're an Aussie. That's it. Okay, mate. <laughs> All right. Uh, ask those your pastor. Yeah. I always like this. Set here we up. go. Question one. What does the seventh day take? Oh, Advent by the way, by, Church, by the way, yes. you,
1: you have not given a shout out today for this program. I did it start. Did you give the number zero four eight 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 zero eight five one or something
2: like that? You know, like I couldn't that. be sure. Let me give a shout out to it now. Is it too late to? If you're really quick, and you text us right now, we'll certainly bring your questions up today. You can send them to us on 0488 880 851, or you can email them to us, info at aussiepastor.com. That number again, 0488 851. And if you're quick, you'll still get in today. Okay, good. Let's go. All right, so first question. I'll have to just find it. Good (laughs) Where does the Seventh-day Adventist church that you belong to come from?
1: Oh, okay Um, It began in North America It was instituted as a church in 1863 So it's 159 years old Mm -hmm. And it really comes in North America from three or four different congregations Protestant congregations The Baptist The Presbyterian The Methodist and the Congregationalist. Probably the big difference between Seventh-day Adventists and those groups of people who we have very close ties to, and what I mean by that theological ties, I don't think think denominational ties are very tight at all. No. But I think the difference is, the big difference would be the Seventh-day Sabbath. Yes. Which in some senses... I guess it's it's kind of distanced us from some of our other brother sister churches, um, and Adventism is different. There is no doubt. Um, when you choose to become an Adventist, you're making a decision that does impact deeply your whole life, um, and it's a good church. Hunty, mm. I've always enjoyed being a Seventh Day Adventist. I don't think we're perfect. Mm, we don't get every. We don't even get everything right doctrinally. Um, I like the keys though The Sabbath Sabbath, the Salvation coming, Grace What happens to you after you die Yeah you know All these things are really good doctrines But that's where we come from So if you were to go and worship in an Adventist church You'd see It, it would not be that much different Than what you'd get in a, in a Baptist church True Only the sermons might be a bit different Because we, we talk about the Sabbath And we have different views on state of the dead and some But of those we're things. all
2: saved by grace Which is the gift that Jesus gives
1: Yeah Yeah mm. It's a funny thing, Grace. You get grace and you're saved. Yes. But Jesus does say in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. So once you have grace, when he leads you into the truth, you are responsible to follow it. I have no doubt about that. Sure, and I don't think you can. That, that's where the Holy Spirit will convict people.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you can't. Accept Jesus' great gift of salvation with his grace and then run out and willfully break a commandment, say, Thou shalt not kill. No, but he'll lead you to things like the Sabbath, too. Of course, of course. Um, Yeah. All right, number two, question number two. Should Christians speak up against atrocities and for causes in the world? For example, Russia's invasion of Ukraine environmental issues, and social justice.
1: Well, if you're on my private Facebook page, and probably not a lot of you are, because it's
2: not that open, is it? (laughs) It's hard to find. I I,
1: I certainly talk up about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Putin offends me, what he's done, to that innocent nation. Yep. But certainly the Russian people, I don't see them the same as Putin. No. Um, In fact, my heart is very sad when I go onto YouTube and I see, and you don't seem to see so, I know they are dying in the thousands, the Ukrainians too. There's a lot of YouTube clips of some awful things as Russian soldiers, young men, just lose their lives. I, was, I, was, I think I was talking to you the other day, Hunty, about one guy, 20, was it last week even on this radio show? I can't remember, he was, he, a, a reporter went into one of the villages that Ukraine had just taken back in this counter-offensive, successful mm-hmm, counter-offensive mm-hmm. that's going on right now. And there are about 20 Russian, young Russian soldiers lying dead on the ground. Mm. And he, he shared how in the pocket of one of these soldiers was a bank slip. And this soldier mm. was 20 years old, three days off his 21st mm. birthday. And when I'm hearing that, I want to weep. Yeah. Because Russians and Ukrainians are suffering really bad. So, yes. so I think you better be careful. I better be careful. We all better be careful when we're standing up for some of these issues that we're not dividing the very people away from us yes. that we need to, to, need to share Jesus with. So look, I got no time for Putin as a man because of what he's doing, but there's a lot of other world leaders doing the same sorts of things or would be if they had that sort of power. Um, and I don't think, I don't know about you, Hunty, but I don't want to be equated with our government either. Mm. I'm an Australian, yep. but I don't agree for everything our government does. And So I think you've got to be careful. I think you've got to be careful with environmental issues that you're actually singing the right tune. Same with social justice. What is social justice? Mm. Um, a lot of issues where they claim to be social justice issues are doing nothing more than dividing the community more and causing more racism. And causing more trouble in the community. And so I think the key to all of this, you know, should I speak up? Yeah. But speak up within the, the, within the boundaries of what the Holy Spirit, Mm, of love. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will convict you when to speak it and when not. And if I have an issue in my life, I get red hot at injustice, you know. Yeah, and I'll speak up before I'm listening to the Holy Spirit and I can cause damage and that's unfortunate. So, yeah, of course Christians should speak up, but primarily your role as a Christian is not to um, attack Putin or to advance environmental issues or even to get into social justice. It's to call people to Jesus and a new life and a new world and a new kingdom That he is setting up. So if you're going to speak up on these things, I encourage you, but do it under the direct and powerful influence of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? It
2: it? does. Yeah. All right. This next question, if God is so powerful, as you keep saying, then why does darkness seem to keep winning? Well, it can seem to keep winning, but it never does. Cool. We've seen that ourselves
1: this week. Actually, we have. Our outreach was closed down. Yep. We couldn't get it out to the people. We're in despair. It looked like we had lost. But step by gentle step, Jesus has come in and has provided with the help of a friend of ours, Jesse, and Hunty, who's also on board and pretty sharp, uh, and prayer has been able to chart a way Mm. through so that this Friday night we launch again. It's true that we were halfway through the program and some people will have to see it all again. That's
2: okay. Um, I was going to say God found us a way actually He led us through, well, through, through a solution and, Through you and Jesse Oh and Jesse yeah, Through you and Jesse He's a smart man <laughs> You and Jesse You're in it
1: too hunty um, And you're a part of the solution And the answers And we couldn't have come to them without you But the fact is that sometimes it seems like Satan is winning mm. But in the end God always does And sometimes you've got to just hang on When you're in the darkness And you are you feel like you're losing you just got to hang on and wait on Jesus I've been in places, Hunty, where it's been so dark and I'm losing so bad and I've got no way out. they just hang on and say, well, Jesus, I still believe, but, man, I feel awful. Mm. And this is not going well for me and I'm hurt, but I'm hanging on by my
2: fingernails. Does that make sense? It does. And I just hang on until the Lord comes through and he always does. He does. And you'll see him take the victory. I know that's true. Yeah. All right, we've got 90 seconds left. Here we go on this segment. Does the Bible prophesy about nuclear war? Uh,
1: I haven't seen it do that. Okay. Well. So that's a pretty brutal and short answer. All yeah, right. Last I, <laughs> I, I seriously have not seen the Bible predict anywhere nuclear. Well, I'm not saying it doesn't, and mm. if it does, mm. perhaps you can contact me on zero four double eight double eight zero eight five one. Did I get that right? You did.
2: Okay. All right, last, last question. Christian. Why does the entire Christian world go to church on Sunday? Well, not the entire... Well, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, no, it doesn't. <laughs> At least 30 million Adventists don't. That's
1: right. And there's a whole host of other Sabbath-keeping churches And yeah, there's around. Seventh-day Baptists too. Yeah, if you actually Google online, you'll see a whole lot of Sabbath-keeping churches. So, um, nah, they, they don't all go on Sunday. And I think basically somewhere, maybe I'll talk about that next week. Yep. Can you remind me? I can. I'll talk to you about how the Sabbath was lost from the early Christian church. Kind of a sad story, but the interesting thing—it never was lost completely, aunty. And right across the world, there've been Sabbath-keeping Christians. So why do the entire Christian world go to church on Sunday or celebrate or keep that day holy? Because don't read the Bible carefully enough. How's that? Mm, I think we'll move that to a Bible study next week, eh? Yeah. All right. Well, not so much a Bible study more a history study. I that one. study
0: Cool. Yeah. So that's the end of Ask the Aussie Pastor. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor, here on Faith FM. We on time, Hunty? Spot on.
1: So this song by my beautiful girl, mm-hmm. Liska. Mm-hmm. When did she sing this? Oh, Ten years ago, at least. Ah, You know what? Hunty, hunty, yes. hunty can be a naughty boy sometimes. I told him to get a song from the Mission. Oh, I thought it just said another one of Liska's no, songs. No, from the Mission. <laughs> I played this. The handbrake's so. got us held up now. I played this a week or so ago on this show. Did we? Yes, we did. But I hope you enjoy it, and it is beautiful. It is and I've beautiful. listened to it many times, auntie. Yeah, and I love it every time I listen. It's more than 10 years ago. I reckon it's almost 15 years wow. ago. Liska would have been, Ah, oh, I better not say. <laughs> Early 30s. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> I just hope you enjoy this beautiful song which talks about how Jesus is waiting for you to give your heart to him And when you do The Holy Spirit will come And you will experience peace
6: The Saviour is waiting To enter your heart Why don't
1: She's a very beautiful girl. Mm, so talented. Her heart is beautiful. And, True. Um, it's a privilege to love you, Lizzie, if you're listening. You know, I want to say this before we give one last plug to this program which starts on Friday night, which we're encouraging you to register for. And it doesn't matter whether you're in Perth or whether you're in Melbourne or whether you're in Darwin or whether you're overseas. I still encourage you to register it. Hunty probably hasn't had a day off for a month. A proper day, I mean, the whole day, hunty That's true Yeah, and he loves He, he, he loves it he, he loves the Lord I love what we're doing And he's been working really hard So if you see him live and he looks a bit tired, you'll know what's going on <laughs> And you've produced another good program today, thank you, hunty But if you would like to join us on Friday night, you need to register, there's no Correct. other way This program, the series is called Surviving Chaos Yes We'd love you to register and join us. How do they do it, Hunty?
2: It's easy. You just go to au. <laughs> right on that front page is a click to register. I can't believe there's an email address that goes like... Oh, it's not email. It's a, web, a, web, it's a, website. Yeah, a website. They yeah. only came out last Tuesday. We're one of the first
1: people to get a .au address. And I bet you you've got some other AU addresses locked away there somewhere. Hunty's what you call a, uh, what do you call A Not an an internet Uh, address. He's an internet address pirate. Uh, (laughs) He gets them and then when people want them, he's got them. Uh, Well,
2: you only get one chance at getting a good one.
1: (laughs) You do, don't Mm. you? Well, we'll say a a prayer to finish, Hunty, and I'm going to ask you to do that, brother.
2: Certainly. Let's pray our heads together. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for all our beautiful listeners. Lord, I pray for them all right now that you, Lord, will wrap your loving arms around them, bless them and give them peace. Lord, show them that you're real. Help them to find you in the Bible. Lord, we're here for one reason, that's to hold you high in this community, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity. But above all, Lord, I pray you'll bless our listeners in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Hunty. And again, one more time. Yes. If you
1: want to join us to join on us. Friday night, you can do it, but you've got to register. Yes. And how do
2: you and do And you it? may have to put in the Ws, au or it might just work, au. It's a brand new page, and Google's having a hard time finding us. But it's easy, AussiePasta.au. Or you can go to AussiePasta Facebook page and click on the link there. I'm going to try it right now, Heinty. Yep. AussiePasta.au. .au. And I've cleared my browser, AussiePasta.au. Are you in? Straight in. Okay, it's working. Wonderful. You don't, don't worry about the www. Just And, go the, and the reason Pasta. you register is if we get blocked anywhere, we can send you the video, we can send you the link. So you'll always be assured you'll get it.
1: AussiePastor.au Friday night, surviving the chaos, you will enjoy it. Absolutely.
2: My name's Lloyd Grollman, I'm Aussie Pastor. And my name's Hunty and I'm the Techie. We love you. We love you so much, but... God loves you so so much much more. more. See See you you next next time. time.
0: Thanks for joining the Aussie Pastor. If you enjoyed today's program and would like to find out more about Jesus, our ministry, always to support us, go to findjesus.tv.